the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener at 8.08. The rain is on the way. Been looking at that, but I, I see a bit of sunshine out there this morning from the east, and uh, it's, it's a really a nice day. Rufus and I had a nice drive through the country today, didn't we, Rufus? Well, he was no more than 10 miles over the speed limit. Wait a minute, I was That's not. unusual for Michael. I was not. He has racing in his blood. <laughs> I, drove, I drove very slowly this morning, out of respect to you. But it did come a, a very, very uh, scenic way. I, yeah. I normally come all the way through Durham to get here. Yeah, I mean, off of 40, usually uh, take, I don't know what, uh, it's not Duke Street. Which street uh, is the one before if you I get take to that? Duke Street, I go end up way up above. You end up near the in, in, near, near the museum. County. <laughs> then if I take the other one, I'm all right. Okay. Well. If I go through Greasy Corner, I call it down there. Well, Sammy, uh, what route do you take to work? <laughs> <laughs> I don't go by Greasy Corner. I didn't even know where that was, but uh, well, that's that intersection where everything in the world converges. That's uh, Greasy Corner? Okay. That's what I call it, Greasy Corner, because there's, a, there's a, a service station on every corner. Okay. Uh, Sammy Hanna, the owner of uh, the Aluminum Company, is is with us, and thank you for having us out. It's nice. It's been a while since we've had one of these. It's been a long while, but I'm I'm glad we're able to, to do another, another event and get these back on track. That's right. And uh, there you have food already here. If we, you want a breakfast, come on out. Yeah, we've got Bojangles already, and... Uh, of course, you're here, which is great—a great honor. <laughs> wow! It's, it's, it's different now that you're a Hall of Famer. Well, we I, do. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel any uh, different. I will tell you that. Well, well it, it does feel different for us. So it's I did. Honor, the, I did the day I got the award because I had to make a speech. I felt real different. It does put you on the spot. God, why are all these people looking at me? Yeah, yeah. But no, it's great to have you. Great to have Rufus. And yeah, it's been long overdue. We've been anxiously awaiting doing another open house, and needless to say, a lot of things have put it off. But we're we're excited to have this one today. We're going to have all the bells and whistles. We've broken out everything. I mean, we're going to have food trucks, huge cash drawings, or gift certificate drawings, excuse me. Um, good giveaways, good food, and good fun today. And good quality doors, windows, everything you have in here on display. That's always the case. We've got everything here on display so everybody can put their hands on them and uh, take a look at the products. Something I, I was doing, uh, my wife and I are, are getting ready to, to replace some doors and windows and a roof and yeah. Uh, what not and so i was i was looking at uh, some of, we've already picked out basically what we want but uh, it's it's amazing the technology that goes into these uh, doors are not just doors anymore no they're not the <laughs> amount of options available nowadays it's yeah. inundating yeah yeah and they uh yeah, the day someone asked me they said does the limited company do roofs i said yes yes i do anything for it, the exterior anything around the house they can do and do well. Even one time a couple of years ago, Sammy, I, I uh, said, I've got a door over at my, my office on Raleigh. It just doesn't work well. And one of your guys overheard me and came in the next day and somebody dropped by and 
Just fix that baby right up. There we go. That's, that's. Was the door kind of off hinge? Did you have to throw somebody out? Uh, oh, yeah. Through the door or? I slammed it too much to get. You know, he's in the Boxing Hall of Fame. They, they yeah, don't, don't mess with me, Sammy. I see that. I see that. Don't yeah. want to mess with you with that ring on. No, no, definitely not. You don't want to get hit by the ring at any rate. Yeah. But uh, so what all is going to happen today? What 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 is what? this open house all about well the open house is a social event we we do it twice a year mainly to get homeowners out just to meet and greet we've got our salesmen here we've got manufacturers reps here we've got all the products on display the doors the windows the siding we've got some roofing samples gutter helmets gutters we've got everything here for homeowners to see the product because needless to say when you're at the home with the salesman you, you get a mini version. You get a small piece. You get to see it on the computer. You don't get to actually see the full-size product. Right. So we do this twice a year uh, to allow the homeowners. They've always got access to the showroom, but to allow the homeowners to get together and meet the staff. Have, we've got the staff here. The service department's here. All my operating staff are here. It's just, it's just a fun day of food and interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got something different with the food. Now, you do have Bojangles this morning, but for lunch, it's going to be a little different. We are doing a little different this year. We decided to do some food trucks. They're, they're gaining more and more popularity. Mm-hmm. So we've got two food trucks coming, one with, of course, hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, hey. We're going to have hot dogs here. We're going to see how they do, Sammy. Uh, so so got- no long hot dogs with short buns this year. <laughs> which, which is really a good well, way to do I, I it. I think it was the bun was regular, and the hot dogs were about a foot long. I yeah. always think that there's too much bun yeah. anyway, so I'd rather have the hot dog, and that uh, that we're was a looking, great way to do we're it. We're looking out for the carbs for you, Davis. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> as long as they got mustard, salt, chili, and onion, we're okay. That's yeah. it. That's it. So, well, yeah. we look forward to it today. Yeah, absolutely, and, uh, we're talking have, to you and some more of your salespeople. Oh, absolutely, we're here today. Who are good Come friends out and join us. now. Yes. Who are really good friends now. So, Well, it's been a long time, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it has. Uh, you know, a long, long time. <laughs> I'm not sure how long, actually. But, uh, and at the, even if you just come for lunch, put your name in the drawing. We're doing the drawing at the end of the business day. So and we're giving out some gift certificates for, for products, $2,500, $1,500, $1,500. $1, so Whew. it's a free giveaway and um, better odds than winning the Powerball because we're not going to have as many entrants in it. The aluminum company is... Uh, is a giving company, not a taking company. Well, we like to give back to the community and uh, support everyone around us. I know you do. Thank you, Sam. Well, uh, Michael, speaking of giving back, I just asked Sammy about uh, a wonderful gift certificate that he'll be giving me for $1,000 for the super kids. And Michael's very in, uh, uh, employed in that. And, Sammy, we have put over 60 kids in school over the past 30 years and I remember the last time I had a certificate, and somebody that used it said they were just tickle pink, and they and it made me a good profit for the yeah, super kids. Absolutely, well, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Once we do something like that, we continue continue it on. That's right. They'll come. They'll come to you. Uh, they'll come back to you. And oh, like repeat customers are a, a wonderful thing. Well, we like to support good causes, and that's definitely a good cause. The only problem is that y'all sell such and uh, such great products and have such good workmanship, it's, it's uh, hard to bring people back because they don't need anything for a long time. <laughs> well, eventually they do. Life, yeah. life happens. Yeah. So, especially in North Carolina, weather happens too. Yeah, that's right. Well, you don't want to sell anything that's, uh, that's not a good product anyway. Absolutely. All right. Well, Sammy, thanks. thank you very much. Thanks for being here.
All right, uh, 919-860-9783. Miss Pam Beck is, is on the telephone instead of with us today. Pam, uh, you got, uh, what, a, gra- a grandchild cold? Is that what it yeah, is? I got another creeping crud from the grand twins. Oh, I'm you know, sorry. Yeah, I know the feeling. I haven't had one house. for a while. But uh, yours yeah, must come visit yeah, a lot. You know, um, there's, there's a lot of viruses going around right now, but that hasn't slowed us down in the garden too much. Um, it is beautiful. What a gorgeous spring we have had here in North Carolina. Yeah, we we definitely have had a, a beautiful spring. I think things have more things have bloomed, uh, more flowers on camellia plants, more flowers on everything, uh, uh, more blooms on the trees this year. And we've gotten, you know, some years we, we get uh, a real, uh, like a hard freeze almost, and we'll kill a lot of the, the, like the dogwood blooms or something, but we didn't really have that this year. We've had some cold weather off and on, and uh, we're going to have some cool weather. I guess I saw in, in some areas might get some 30s next week, uh, probably up around Roxbury. And that frightens sure. me because I do yeah. want to tell people, for those of you who've put your tender annuals out or have already put your house plants outside, you know, if we get down around that 43 to 38, you know, iffy uh, situation, you need to either cover things or bring them in. I'm going to have to bring a lot of my house plants back in, indoors. Yeah, and that's that's not easy. <laughs> Especially if you have them planted in the ground, but even if you have them in container, containers, those containers can be pretty heavy to deal with. And, uh, you know, yeah, people well, have started planting tomatoes, too. Yes. Like, and like the Rufus to, tomato. Can, yeah. Ground <laughs> ham. Rufus had gotten, yeah, I heard you had gotten a Rufus tomato from Gerald last week. Yeah, we got, we've got one at home. Uh, Gerald brought us, he was so, he was bombarded. Uh, when we were there Saturday, uh, so many people there buying his his stuff, and uh, he he brought up uh, a bunch of them, a bunch of the Rufus tomato to give away to folks, and a few of our listeners got them, and I got one. Rufus, uh, Rufus got several probably. So you haven't planted? Have you planted them yet, Rufus? I certainly have. And by the way, Gerald said for me to tell the audience that if. Anybody that comes by today and says, I heard about the Rufus tomato on the radio, he will give them one. So you out there in the audience, if you want to get a Rufus tomato, go to the farmer's market, look up where Gerald is, or as we say back home, Gerald. Gerald, yeah. And say, Rufus sent me for a Rufus tomato, and he will give you one. (laughs) And let's all all see what it turns into. And and don't just whisper it, yell it out Uh, when you're there, that you want a Rufus tomato. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the law won't be down there. We don't know what color it is. We have no idea, but we're gonna we're gonna take a chance. You may have to deal with Monica if you get out of hand, because she's in charge now, and I bet she ran a tight runs a tight ship at home. So, you know, she's. We'll be talking to her a little bit later this morning. She said to call her just after the nine o'clock news because she. Is uh, has a tour group that she's got to show around. I don't know where they're from. They may be from a d- another country, and uh, so she has a lot of responsibilities now. It's a seven-day-a-week job, being manager of the state farmers market. Yeah, the last time I saw Monica with a tour group, they were um, a group of farmers from Moldova, 
Wow. Um, they were there eating at the farmer's market restaurant and touring the facilities. And um, they were all so, so proud to be representing their country. And Monica, I'm sure, did a fabulous job leading them. Rufus is having trouble with his earphones. Has, has King Rufus gotten his his throne all secure now? We're, we're now. We're, our engineer here is a genius. He fixed it. Yes. Pam, I want to ask you a question. Yes, sir. Uh, oxalis, does that come from a bulb? <laughs> yeah, it's a little teeny tiny bulb called a pip. Do you remember Gladys Knight, the pip? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pip, huh? Well, okay. It's a well, it's all over my yard, and, and I love it. I just yeah. Most love people it. would not, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, we've got native wood sorrel that is a, is a native oxalis that we usually see out in our yard with little yellow flowers. But sometimes that little pink oxalis, that's an introduction. And it's a, it's a lovely little old-fashioned plant. But I plant a cousin of that, which is oxalis um, also, but it's that purple shamrock. That is also oxalis. And, yeah, uh, yes. it comes back for me every year, and I, I love that. I'll I'll plant that out in sweets. We were in Israel last year. There was uh, there was in up around the uh, Sea of Galilee, where it's a little more lush. There's more greenery. There was a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of yellow flowers, and I think they were mustard. Is there another name? Oh, it may have been it for that. Somebody told me it was yeah. mustard. I don't know. But uh, well, I don't know for sure. A lot of things in our garden come from the Holy Land, especially bulbs, because um, that's the perfect environment for them. They'll bloom in the winter there. And um, and when it mentions um, in the Old Testament that the desert shall blossom as a rose, um, it was actually talking about a bulb-type plant. And right. the plains of Jericho and places like that We'll have sweeps of jonquils and tulips and cyclamen, all these beautiful things we love so much. Well, we were hiking in um, somewhere around the Golan Heights, and I tripped and fell, you know, hands first into some kind of plant that had little stickers in it, and <laughs> I got them. I got them in my. I mean, they. They stayed with me. I was picking those things out for a month. Mm-hmm. And it was, well, uh, we had a doctor. Thing. We had a doctor with us uh, from, from church, and um, he offered to sit there and pick them out. I said, no, I can I can do that. But I, I, I never could figure out what plant that was because well, the guide was not with there's us. There's so many things that are sharp and sticky, and the reason for that is is to keep, predators from killing the plant um, yeah. because of the goats and the sheep and deer and all right the there were cows there were a couple of cows up there looking at us but yeah uh, grazing animals um, many of the plants in the Holy Land are are thorny or sticky and that's the reason that biblical scholars cannot agree on what was the crown of thorns because uh, there were there are so many things that right. um, are sticky yeah. Well, if I go back, I'm going to make sure I, I wear gloves. If I well, I want to make a comment about goat, goat skin gloves. When I was there, on, I've been over there four or five times. But about 40 years ago, 
you didn't dare go to the Golan Heights, and I was thinking you were going to say, well, I almost stepped on a mine, no. an explosive mine, and apparently the Golan Heights are, are a little bit better now, but I remember, I remember planting a tree on Golan Heights, and I wonder if that tree still survives. I don't know. Uh, that, uh, yeah, you can, we didn't go. the American Embassy? Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to look into that. I, I would love to know. They gave me a little certificate. Maybe they can identify it. And I remember. Uh, uh, well, that's was, a, you know basically uh, that's very near the Syrian border. That's why mm-hmm, it's yes. so strategic. And I mean, it uh, for warriors, it's it's uh, warring parties. It's very strategic because uh, you can if you make it to the top up there and look across to Syria, it you can see a long way. So uh, well, I, I find know. it a totally intriguing land. But now, you did knock the wind out of my sails, Pam, when I showed you the last time you were at the house what I thought was a biblical plant called Solomon's Seal, and you said, oops, sorry, not a biblical plant. Now, why did you do that to me? Well, what does it have to do with Solomon? Where did you get it? Solomon, I don't know. I, Pam can tell us. Would you rather, would you rather I, I not be truthful to you? Just no, no, I, I, no. I, I, so, yeah. so tell us where it got this name then. Well, it, it, the thing is, is um, if you cut the stem of it, it, it has a design inside that some people thought would represent the seal of Solomon. Ah. And it's it's really, it's just a common name. It's like lady slippers, which are, you know, from all over, but we've got a lot of native lady slippers here in the U.S. Um, they were named for our lady slippers, meaning Mary's shoes, which, of course, they weren't. Um, but there's, there's lots of things that have common names. Uh, Job's Tears, you know, that's a common name for an old-fashioned plant that we don't see much anymore. Um, that, was, that was an old-fashioned one, named for Job in the Bible. But it's just because people, when they saw something and they were looking for a way to describe it, if they didn't know its use, they would often come up with something that had to do with the way it looked, like bleeding heart plant. You know, it's not used for a bleeding heart, but it <laughs> it looks like what might be a bleeding heart. You know, so that's that's a common name. Well, I can tell you this: this Solomon seal sure does spread, and I'd be glad to give somebody a couple, a couple clumps of it. It has a very minuscule little white bloom. Yeah. Uh, it's attractive, uh, nice evergreen, but very invasive. You know, you have a lot of those in uh, your yeah, yard. Yeah, and, and the one that's, that's worrying me the most, I think, Pam told me what it was last time, was this uh, swamp uh, sunflower. I, I used to call it a swamp daisy, and that that stuff is beautiful in the fall, but it grows tall. Yes. And uh, this year I'm going to cut it back a when it gets to be about six feet tall, I'm going to cut it back to half to see if that'll keep it from falling right. over so much. Right. But it's right. a beautiful yeah, fall plant. About the helianthus, um, that helianthus is so pretty in the in the fall, um, and it can get quite tall. And like Mom's Rufus, if you keep it cut back till about July the fourth or so, and then let it go, it'll still come on and bloom in the fall for you. Okay. Okay. 
Very That's good. That's what I needed to know. 860-9783, 860-WPTF. We're at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, 1335 Hamlin Road in Durham. So you put that in your GPS. If you're new, there are already customers out here eating Bojangles biscuits and looking at doors and windows and talking with sales. No pressure out here. You just come in, eat a biscuit, uh, or eat from the food trucks when they get here later. Ben and Jerry's ice cream will be here. Uh, lots of lots of things. A lot of nice people. So come join us here at uh, the Aluminum Company of North Carolina in Durham. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, 835. Rufus Edmonston, of course, with us here. And uh, um, Pam Beck is, is uh, got a little cold today, so she's, she didn't come in with yeah. us. I think, uh, I think this would have been easier to get to than, than the station or certainly to the farmer's market. Isn't it closer to you? Yes, for I, me, yes. Um, yeah, out of on Hamlin Falls, Road. You know, I'm just across Falls Lake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a shame you you couldn't be with us uh, out here, but I'm, I hope you don't feel I too know, bad. I know. I love it. And I tell you what I really love that they've got out there are the window boxes um, for the, your kitchen and also the sunrooms. For those of you who are gardeners, those are two excellent uh, gardening opportunities. Yeah, and you can you can walk around and, and see all of that, uh, you know, exa- examples, so many pictures, some of them that uh, the late Bart Rittner took. Bart, uh, near the end of his life, was the photographer here. He was quite a photographer and um, one of the great uh, legendary announcers at WPTF, too. So, um, But they this is the only place I know. That, that has volumes and volumes of letters from mostly from WPTF listeners. I'm sure not all, but they, they have kept these letters of uh, thanks and praise to, uh, to the aluminum company that have come in over the years, and I'm sure there are plenty of emails now. It's such a different world, but they, they take before, a lot of before and after photographs to give people an idea of uh, how you're house can be transformed even in a small way by uh, the folks here by just adding this and that so uh, it, it's really an amazing place great heritage rufus is just looking through pam i don't know if you have a copy of this the gardener's guide month by month from uh, the wake county cooperative extension service the master gardeners have published this have you seen that? No, I, no I, I don't have a copy of it. And um, the other thing I don't have a copy is, has our new magazine come out Yeah, yet? well, I'll, I'll make sure oh, that really? they are out. We have copies today, and I'll make sure I send you one on Monday. Yeah, this gardener, gardener's, you. The gardener's Guide is just, I've, I've thumbed through it, Pam, and it's just fantastic. Uh, Wonderful. In, in words that everyday folks like me can read it's kind of on the order of uh john harris's little uh garden guide 
calendar, sure. uh, but on a, a larger scale. Uh, the only place I've well, seen I'm it, sure. they, I'm sure they're selling it other places. They sell it at Logan's because that's okay. where I got a copy. Well, it would be handier, I think, than the uh, Farmer's Almanac, which is an old oh, yeah. standby for yeah. a lot of us, I, because yeah, that's... it's specific to our part of North Carolina. Oh, definitely, definitely. That, that's yeah. so important. It's just like buying plants from this area and buying from people who know the plants. This, mm-hmm. this is done by Wake County Master Gardeners. Yeah, every so. little step, here's one on herbs and invasive species. And, uh, and then the next, in March, look for trees and shrubs. And then something that I don't know much about, lawns, which I, I leave to you and Mike and others that know. Well, I don't know much about them because I, I, I have a small plot of grass now, really. I have so many trees and shrubs that uh, I'm kind of losing interest in that. I like having a little bit of transition, but it's it's really hard. I, I, most, my yard, most of my, I don't have any backyard. It's patio and, and trees and stuff, but uh, the front yard is just covered with shrubs and trees and uh, probably no rhyme or reason. Some interesting plants. But I only have a small plot, and it's, it's faces north. Uh, the front yard does. I get some westerly. We are on a corner, so I get some westerly exposure. But, you know, with all of those trees and the lack of sun, it's hard to grow grass of any kind. The root competition and, and honestly, so forth. Honestly, um, you're doing the right thing, Mike, um, questioning whether lawn is, is actually feasible anymore in this day and time. And happy Earth Day, by the way. Happy Earth Day, in yes, indeed. Seventy. Um, I got to tell you, I, I would, I would, the, I would move in a minute if I could have a riding lawnmower. Uh, <laughs> if I could have a toy, there are relatively small yards in my, you know, quarter acre lots, and th- there are still a couple of people in my neighborhood who have right. Big old riding riding lawnmowers, the toys. Well, Mike, if you, if you really want to do that, I'm sure there's a lawn service who would hire you in a heartbeat. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to work that hard. I just want to ride on it. <laughs> you just want a toy. <laughs> maybe ride up the street. Uh, yeah, just, uh, I didn't owned, mean to interrupt you. I've but. owned about three riding mowers, and I don't ever want one again. Why? Did you wreck it? Uh, well, that you, uh, if something goes wrong, you got to have somebody haul it off. Yeah, uh, right. you can't mow. You can't mow sh- uh, sharp places with it. Yeah, and right. uh, well, I get a little help in my mowing every every now. And I expect then. you do. Well, well you deserve Francis it. Francis and I have freedom lawns. We have uh, whatever grows up, and if it's green, you know, and you mow it, then that's that's your turf area. Um, but honestly, mine is mostly right now a beautiful stand of white clover, and oh, the bees yeah. are loving it. I've got we, lots of uh, wildflowers in my former turf grass areas, and we leave it long and shaggy, and it's appalling to some people who see it, and others just absolutely applaud us for doing it. Um, we're doing it for the for the wild things that need to be fed this time of year, and we feel better about it when our our grandbabies come out here and run around barefoot on it, and 
you know, it's um, it's a win-win to just let your let your lawn revert back to uh, to what would uh, normally be there. It's uh, it's uh, funny uh, some of the some of the things that you can do do with a lawn. I I've noticed on my walking route, and I, I take basically the same route every day. I've got it mapped out for a couple of miles, and there there is a homeowner who has really young children. They're a young couple. And the median there between the road and in front of their house, the median between the road and the sidewalk, is covered in clover. And the clover has got to be a foot tall. I don't know if that's a little project for yeah, the kids that, or that something. That's like Clemson clover, doesn't it, Bam? It is it, really well, tall it, clover. It, is it crimson colored or it's is it green. White? It's green and with know, white I mean flowers. Flower, darling. <laughs> oh, well, I, I've yeah. seen maroon colored clover. Yeah. What is that called? Yeah, that's crim- Crim- crimson. Yeah, crimson yeah. clover. Do you remember that song over and over? Oh yeah, yeah. Clover. But you're talking about okay, the flower. Okay. Yes, yes. The flower is red on that. It usually stands tall, whereas our white clover is more of a creeper. It'll lay down. It can get some height on it, but nothing as dramatic as that. And that crimson yeah. clover is a good ground cover because it affixes nitrogen. Um, it it uh, is one of those that you can use as a green manure for an area as a holding spot until something else comes in. So they probably have a pollinator garden there. Well, I don't know. They, I've got to, when I see the homeowner, I'm going to ask them because I think it's it's really I neat. They one. just haven't. That's wonderful. They haven't gotten the mower out and and cut that down. They've they've mowed the rest of the, their main part of their front yard, but yeah, yep. that's. Uh, yep. So let, let's get this straight for listeners who are trying to figure this out. The the nitrogen comes from both, or it comes from uh, just the green clover not the crimson no the roots the roots um the the it 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 affixes nitrogen into the soil through the roots of the of the clover and then that feeds adjoining plants yeah okay. so that's the reason it's a, it's called sometimes it's called a green manure when you can feed your existing uh, plants that may be coming up slower through using something like a clover. I'm glad you clover. explained it because we've we've heard many times on the air that it's it's good to plant clover because of the nitrogen that it right. puts in the and soil. It's interesting because the original seed mixes, the original grass seed mixes, way back when had clover in them to help feed the grass seed, the turf grass. All right, well. Way back when. Yeah. Way back when. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting history and everything this morning. Uh. <laughs> we we use Clemson, uh, Clemson, I said Clemson, Crimson Clover is a uh, That would be orange a, a clover. cover, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the, the pastures and, and then turn right. it under. Right, tur- Yeah, turn it under for the, the, the good soil conditioning. Right, right. But my, my yard, too, is just full of white clover now and I, I was sitting out there yesterday watching the the bees and uh finally saw a hummingbird i'm looking forward Ooh. to that uh t- tell me about uh <clears throat> milkweed now uh, when i grew up on the farm we had something called milkweed because what we would do is strip off one of the leaves and it would be this milky 
liquid that would come out of it. And I, I assume that that is is the milkweed too that the monarchs love, but is that the yes. domesticated kind? Does it have a milky substance to it? Yeah, yeah. All all milkweed will have that white sap that comes out, and that's where the common name comes from. There again, you know, looking for some attribute that the plant has, so people would recognize it. But there are lots and lots of different kinds of milkweed and butterfly weeds that are milkweeds. Um, some are quite tall, some like dry, some like moisture, and um, some of those little those little bright orange ones that you see in the summer that bloom in the ditch. Um, but all all milkweeds um, are 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 really good monarch butterfly um, plants. Now you will have people who will tell you that there are um, non-native ones that aren't as good, and I don't know. I haven't seen the research studies on those, but I can tell you that if you uh, are interested in planting the correct milkweeds, go uh, visit the North Carolina Botanical Garden in Chapel Hill, and um, they will show you all of the native milkweeds there that they've got on display, and visit great garden centers like, um, you know, Phil Campbell was growing lots of milkweeds to plant, um, to, to offer her clients to plant in their gardens. I'm sure that Nelsa's got milkweed available at Garden Hut and Logan's and Homewood and everybody in the area who are helping people uh, with their pollinator gardens should have milkweed available. Yeah, Phil, I saw Phil yesterday, and she said the milkweed was almost ready because I, I want to Ooh. plant a an abundance of it around in different places. Right, right. And some need sun, Rufus, and some can take more shade. So just ask her when you when you see her which ones that she has, whether they're more moisture-loving or they can tolerate a drier area. Okay. Very good. We're learning so much this morning. 919-860-9783. People are coming into the... the uh, the aluminum company this morning, and uh, lots of they've missed these gatherings. They're you know they they are, are kind of like family reunions because some of these people are repeat customers, some are not. Some have just heard uh, uh, the advertisements and uh, want to check the place out and maybe get a biscuit this morning. There are Bojangles biscuits available uh, here. You know it's amazing how much wildlife there is in the triangle, and it's Equally amazing how much damage they can do to our gardens. One of the safest and most effective ways to prevent damage from wildlife in your garden is with I Must Garden repellents, made right here in the Triangle. I Must Garden offers natural solutions for over 15 pest problems, including rabbits, squirrels, moles, voles, snakes, mosquitoes, and their best-selling deer repellent. All of the IMOS Garden pest products are made with natural ingredients and botanical oils from plants that animals avoid in nature so they're environmentally friendly, they smell nice, and they're safe for you and your family and your pets. IMOS Garden repellents are also long-lasting and don't need to be reapplied every time it rains. They're available as sprays, granular, and money-saving concentrates. To learn more about protecting your garden from pests, visit imusgarden.com. 
to purchase iMust Garden Repellents, visit your local independent garden center and hardware store. And today you'll find iMust Garden products on sale at Southern States in Carborough. Southern States is Carborough, a, a wonderful place. They're celebrating their 100 years of service with store-wide specials, including 20% bucket sale. That's a really nice, nice Southern States. That's uh, Bill Friday used to get uh, plants there. And uh, uh, I was, he was in line. He was on the air with us one day, but he bought he bought a shovel. Uh, grab a bucket uh, there and uh, get 20% off whenever you, uh, whatever you can fit in that bucket. And uh, that includes IMOS Garden products. So come by Southern States and Carborough today and take advantage of big savings and big deals. Today only at Southern States in Carborough. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up from the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. It's 8.50. Party started is uh, the, the rain uh, is heading toward us. Uh, if you're if you're out uh, driving toward Greensboro, Charlotte, I know there was a tornado warning in Charlotte uh, about an hour ago, and uh, in in that area. Uh, speaking of Charlotte, uh, Kristen is with us from Indian Land, South Carolina. Good morning, Kristen. Good morning. I'm so disappointed. Phil's not there. Yeah, well, she's not on every week. She's well, I know. <laughs> she's got a she. Uh, she'd like to be, but you know, she's, <laughs> she, this is a busy time of year. I know. Um, I got a question about my crepe myrtle. Yep. You know, of course, they. I've got three, and they're just all misshapen, and they've been perfect. You know, in the past, and all these shoots that are. They, they, they're not leafed out, and they have those seed pod things on the end. And so are they coming out uh, from the upper part of the tree or coming yeah. out from the base? Upper. All right. Well, those, Pam, are, are one of the things that, that you need to, to cut off of a uh, most any tree, but especially something like a crepe myrtle, uh, kind of errant limbs, limbs that cross, that type of thing. That yeah, kind of open up the canopy. Yeah, but but these they, they 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 almost look dead, but they're not. They've got life in them. Yeah, and, well they 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 are just. I mean, the crepe myrtles are just kind of coming alive now with their their leaves. So uh, yeah, that's just something that you need to trim it off, uh, but you need to cut it right at the the base of uh, you know of the trunk the the limb that uh, it's coming out of the the main what, the main saying, limb and uh, just make make sure you cut it nicely and flush maybe i didn't make that clear they're not coming from the base of the bush they're yeah no you said but they're coming from a limb they have to be coming from yeah, some place yeah, they're coming yeah, from yeah, a limb. What, what, right i think what she's talking about is the old seed pods from last year yes yes oh That's yes exactly. um you get yeah, they'll, you, you know, the 
plant will eventually just push those off. And, I, it, you know, I do understand that it looks unsightly. But if you can't get up there and trim them, it won't make any difference. The plant will still come on and bloom. It'll still look really good. It's um, just slightly unsightly at this time of year before the plant's flushing out. Is it is it short enough that you could trim those off? Oh yeah, if you yeah. Wanted I, can, to? I can I can get up. Oh there well, if you and, you know some yeah, some people, uh, Kristen, cut those off uh, while you know after they've stopped blooming. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you get you get new blooms during the summer, but yeah, that's something that you can. It's kind of like hydrangeas; you can cut those off. Definitely. Well, I, I thought you were talking about other limbs, these spindly little no, limbs. No, no, no. Okay. I, I just yeah. Did, I didn't want to cut them off if they were going to get leafy. No, no. I, I, you can cut those off if they if they bother you, or you don't have to. But they're not going to put leaves out. No. The rest of the, the rest we'll, of the we'll, has leaves. But, but here's the. Here's the thing. We, we got about 20 seconds, had, by the way. Okay. Um, just, I would be a little bit more patient just in case it's just cold damage and they're, they just haven't flushed out yet. Give it about another couple of weeks and then cut we'll, if you need okay. to. Will do. <laughs> Kristen, always nice hearing from you. Well, I enjoy listening to you every Saturday. Thanks so much and call us again. Will do. Great. All right. Mm-hmm.